When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This dark, like this shit hella white and it's bright as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about, but we started the recording and I'm not taking it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, everyone. Welcome to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70 football show, where we discuss the Big Ten from Rutgers to Ohio State. You can catch us every Monday breaking down the major game storylines, previewing the next week's slate. If you love the Big Ten, pack a bag, jump in the car, and enjoy the ride. As always, I am your host, uh, Jordan Williams, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. Oh, what's up, everybody? What's up, Jordan? You know, life. I'm like super busy right now. Right. Um, so not great. I have at least one thing that has to be done by midnight, but three things that need to be done before I go to sleep. Oof. And I have to go back to work tomorrow. Um, which is whatever, but it's like I typically work in the office, as do you, but uh I got Monday and Tuesday where I worked from home. Right. So I haven't been in the office since like Thursday of like two weeks ago it almost seems like well not two weeks ago a week and a half ago the Thursday before the week of Thanksgiving is the last time I've been in the office so it's been at least like six six business days and like ten or so regular days and I am not ready to go back Um, but also uh (laughs) yeah also, for you know, whatever anyone who's listening and doesn't know this, I'm I'm back in school. I'm getting a second master's because I hate myself, and I had all this time off, and I didn't do my homework because it was time off. So here I am on Sunday, and I was like, I normally do homework on Saturday, but then Ohio State lost, so I wasn't touching homework. Oh, uh, so so now I now I am now here I am, uh, you know, paying for your a decisions. Bunch of stuff to do. Yeah, paying for your decisions. Yeah. Uh, what is uh what is that TikTok? It's like uh, 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 oh, is that the consequences of my actions? <laughs> uh, you know, it's your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the consequences of my actions, and it's like this is again, this is my second master's, so I've been in school for like a total of six years. I know how to do this. Do you? Though? And I'm still procrastinating. Yeah. Anyone who's like, you know. Anyone who's like, you know, if we have any listeners who are in like high school or in like in college and they're like, procrastination gets better, I'll be all right. Don't be like me because I have not, I have not gotten better clearly um, as I procrastinated this week. 
because uh, this paper is really not that hard either. I could have had it done. I mean, I'm getting, I'm going to get it done in like four total hours of work and I had like a week or so to do it. So, you know, what does that say about me? Don't answer that. <laughs> Just, you know, what does that say about me? Do better, sir. So anyway. Do much better. Yeah, do better. I'll do better next semester. Um, so, yeah. There's one thing that everyone wants us to talk about, but I don't care. Oh. We're going to talk about it. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about it. Right. But that is not the most important thing that happened this weekend. Are you positive about that? I feel yes. like it was the most important no. thing that happened in the Big Ten this it's weekend. It's not. Mm. Well, in the, in the Big Ten, yes, but like it's not the most important thing that happened in general. You sure about that also? Like, I mean, yes, I'm very, I mean... I'm very positive because the most important thing that happened this weekend mm-hmm. was Kent State ah, winning the MAC East for the first time since 1972 and making their first appearance in the MAC championship game. Mm-hmm. So literally anything that happened with the other 129 teams in college football doesn't matter. Yeah. It pales in comparison. If you cannot tell people that was made. he is just trying to procrastinate like he just said he was doing uh, with his homework and other things. He's trying to procrastinate the inevitable of talking about uh, the team up north, as they like to call yeah. them, in the Ohio State University. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to procrastinate that because I've been talking about that since it happened. Uh-huh. It's like all I've talked about all day on Twitter. But genuinely, I am okay with sacrificing one year at, at Ohio State for Kent State to win the MAC, which they've never done. Okay, I don't know the demographics. I don't know the demographics of people who listen to this show, but I imagine there's not that many people who were alive in 1972 or at least <laughs> old enough to remember. Old enough to remember that Kent State won the MAC in 1972. Okay, so let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh. That's like 40 years? 49 years. I can't years. do math. 49 years ago. So. Okay, so that's not as bad as I thought. I'm sure we have some people in their mid 60s. to late 40s, early 50s who no, listen to this. No, they'll have to be in like their like 60s, late 50s, late 50s, 60s to remember it. Right, because like if you're only forty nine, that's the year you were born. You know, up to like forty, up to like fifty five, you're only six. You know, you really don't. Yeah, so like sixties. I'm sure there's maybe a couple people in their sixties that listen to this show. Uh, but for the majority of people that listen, you either weren't alive, weren't thought of. Your parents weren't alive. My mom's not forty nine, by the way, so she wasn't alive. My mom was um, alive. So like, yeah. I'm not procrastinating. I, I I'm ready to talk about it. I have to I have to hold that. But this is more important okay. because this never happens. Right? Like, no, you're right. It, it's yeah. not in our lifetime, or well, at least our, in our lifetime. But in some people's lifetime, it hasn't happened. Yeah. It's yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, and we're both Kent State graduates. We haven't talked about Kent in a while. I just feel like oh, this is something that we got to talk about. I was excited. Um, I saw I, that for one. Yeah, I watched the game. Oh, you know, it was scary. Screens. Yeah, it was a really good game. I mean, my my TV was on the Ohio State game, so I did, I'm not going to say I, I saw every second of it. Right. I was going back and forth. But I saw a lot of the big stuff that Probably happened. should have put that game um, on the I TV saw since a lot Ohio of the, State was getting big. But, well. Listen, <laughs> you ain't lying. Um, 
I saw a lot of the big touchdowns. I mean, and it's a lot of history at Kent State. Uh, the quarterback, um, I think he broke a couple of records just as far as just um, records for quarterback records at Kent State. Okay. Uh, we had a we had a running back who reached a thousand yards, nice. I believe, since the fir- for the first time since Dre Archer, which would have been two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. Wow, um, that's that long ago. Yeah. Three archers that long ago. Really? I mean, he went to the NFL, had a decent career, and then washed out. Like, yeah. and that's not like a negative. Most people's NFL careers are like two or three years. That wasn't me talking about Andre Archer. I'm just saying, like, yeah, because he had been in the league for a couple of years when we got to camp in 2014. He was already in the league in 2014. I'm pretty sure because I know for a fact he wasn't on the team when I was there because I worked on the team starting my freshman year and he was already in the He league. was there when I was my first year there because I transferred in 2013. So I think he was there. So he was drafted. I don't know about, well, okay. Even if that's the case, he didn't reach a thousand yards in that 2013 season. He did it in 2012. Right. I'm, I'm on a computer. Stupid. Just yeah. I always look at stuff. I always look up stuff on my phone. Yeah. He was drafted in 2014. Okay, so you're right. Yes. Yeah, so I was there. Yeah. And he, I think he was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt most of that year. Probably. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they uh, a lot of good stuff happening, a lot of big things happening. I have one thing to say though. Do you, Kent State won the MAC East and is going to the MAC Championship. Their play? record is uh, Northern Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah, their record is seven and five. That is just such like a crazy thing when it comes to like smaller like conferences and stuff like Ohio State fans and I'm one of them you're going to hear me complain in about 10 minutes about us going 10 and 2 <laughs> and 7 and 5 is a really good record for them and and partially it's because of those by it's those those games right yeah. they, they just they got those by games they accepted three losses on their schedule essentially right and then they went six and two in the mac which six and two in your conference is pretty solid um obviously it was enough to win the conference this year pretty much uh, to win the to win the division at least uh but it's just like so crazy that it's like you really have to like temper your expectations it's like so if ohio state went seven and five everyone would be fired like literally <laughs> everyone on the planet earth it would have to be like, because of injuries like it for something like that. No, happen. no. Wow. It couldn't happen. There's there's absolutely no reason for it to be acceptable for Ohio State to go seven and five. Wow. Okay. It's it's just not. It is like the last time would that happened or it was close to that was two thousand eleven with Luke Fickle. And literally like Luke Fickle, who was an Ohio State guy, was a defensive coordinator for years, played here, all of that kind of stuff. Everyone loved him. One season as head coach. And everyone hated him. <laughs> literally, literally, literally so much that there's a chance he will never coach at Ohio State again. And, like, you know how big of a coach he is right now. And a lot of people want him. If Ryan Day left today, there may be some fans that want Luke Fickle. But there's still going to be a subset of fans who don't want him because he had an opportunity. And it was the worst year we've had in forever. The Mich- the last time Michigan beat us, 2011. Penn State beat us in 2011. Michigan, Like, most of the teams that have beaten us recently all beat us in 2011. Yeah. 
That, that that's not hilarious. no. That was a hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <season. laughs> yeah. There's I, there's zero way Ohio State fans. Are, there are people who are mad about ten and two. So yeah, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> get up, yeah, it's just like you gotta go. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, but I know I just noticed that, and I was like, man, like seven and five is a great season for Kent. But it's just so like interesting how like different expectations are for other teams and programs and yeah. stuff like that um but yeah seven and five they're good and they went six and two um they won the mac east division they uh got millions of dollars to accept some losses i'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah man, we, the, literally <laughs> i hope we win. literally i hope we win this game for real because hey, i do be too nice. Yeah, if we get the out, if we get the outright win and the MAC, and we get the seven and we get the eight and five, and then we get to go to a bowl game with a chance to go nine and five, right. they may build a statue of that coach. <laughs> and I might pitch in. Wow, not a lot, but I might. I might give him five dollars. Um, it's five dollars. Yeah, I give. Yeah, I give him five dollars for not, the statue. I'm not giving him five dollars. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna give him five dollars for the statue. You're being a hater. Am I? Yeah. Nah. I- and. And guess what? Okay. I knew I knew I watched this game, but I had to make sure. Kent State's already beat Northern Illinois once. Okay. This win. Uh and the earlier in November. Uh November third to be exact. Oh. We won uh we won fifty two to forty seven. Okay, okay, okay. So not say I mean it's hard to beat a team twice. But you have already beaten them once, which means you at least go into the game believing you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that is the important thing for me. What is going on in this game? They've run this fourth and two play like seven times. Okay, I thought I was tripping. <laughs> I was like, I'm, um, I was like, am I, am I, am I reading this right? Like they just keep going. Yeah. No, they've. And then they just got a first down because the defense had too many men on the field. The Browns are trash. Just throw them away. They've run this play seven. They've literally run this play seven times. And now on the seventh attempt, you have 12 men on the field and they get a first down. Yeah, no, that is kind of sad. I'm, I just can't. I just can't believe it. Okay, so anyway, back to the good news. So yeah, I just like the only thing that I'm concerned about because I mean. This coaching search, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is very hectic and crazy. I'm I'm worried that Sean Coach Lewis uh, is not going to be uh, at Kent State anymore. The the one it thing does I will seem say, to be that time uh, of his career, huh? Yeah, I mean he's taking them to back to back bowl games, which just doesn't happen. Yeah, and and then and then getting them to the MAC East Championship is major. But if they win it, especially, I don't know how another job doesn't hire him. Yeah, somebody's gonna throw him some money. He don't want to see it, Kent. I know you. I uh, yeah. recruited all y'all here, but I'm out of here. And it's like, yeah, you know, happy for him. That's kind of how it goes. That's why you go to these schools and stuff, whatever. But I'm not gonna be happy about it because it's not like Kent is not an easy place to win. Like it's not like we're guaranteed for them to hire another good coach. Like, we could just as e- easily be the dregs of the Mac again. You're not and, wrong. And win, like, one or two games a year. You're, so You're not wrong. Um, I at least, I'm hoping for at least another year. You know what I mean? One more year of them. I'll make it three years. Maybe get another Mac, something like that. Uh, and then, you know, 
then he can go mm-hmm. off and be great somewhere else and make a lot more money than they're paying him at Kent because he is not making no money. I tell you that right now. No, probably not. Kent is. I mean, maybe it's changed with the administration and stuff like that. But Kent was always one of the lowest paying jobs in the country. Yeah, yeah. And especially in the MAC. And I get like they don't have a lot of money, but there was a couple of people in the MAC that was making close to a million or a little over a million. And like a lot of Kent, a lot of head coaches in the MAC sit around like five hundred thousand dollars. Which I mean, for us, for normal people, that is like a stupid amount of money. Stupid. But like when you have Mel Tucker making nine point five mil, it's like. Alright, if I can take a step up, right? That's how you really somebody go off me about really four or five mil. I'm like, man, I mean, I I love it here, but it I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, it don't even have to be four or five. Just just one point five. That's a million dollar. That's a million dollar increase. True. Two point one, something like that. You good? You're good. Like, so I I don't know how long he's gonna stay, but um, at least for now, it's happy. Uh, it's good. Kent State's done something that they've never done before. Back-to-back bowl games. And I, uh, you know, since I don't have to watch the Ohio State game, unfortunately, will be going to that game. It's in Detroit. That's up the street. Um, up you've the driven street. to Detroit. No. You've uh, driven to Detroit. You haven't? No, I've driven to uh, Bowling Green, which is close to Detroit, but I've never driven to Detroit. Have you driven to Bowling Green from Columbus? No. Okay, so it doesn't count. Um, Detroit is the worst drive in America from Columbus. I promise you. It is so bad. I would. It's like a little under four hours away. I would rather drive six and a half, seven hours to Charlotte than drive to Detroit. Wow. I would rather add two, two and a half hours to my drive than drive to Detroit. It That's is insane. literally the worst drive from Columbus. Why? It's like, it's, it's because there's no highway that connects to it. <laughs> so you spend... You spend most of it on this like back road, and it's just like there's it's a back road. It's construction. There's nothing interesting happening. There's nowhere to stop. If you don't go that way, it's even worse. We were in a different part of Columbus. Uh, we were further up north, um, and so and then we, we were going to Detroit. Uh, and because of where we were, there was no connecting. We literally spent it on, it wasn't even a freeway. We were driving through towns, like, and, and not, not cities. I, when I say towns, I want you to understand I'm talking about towns, like the one courthouse towns, like the, the grocery stores 45 minutes away. Like I'm using the word town for a reason. Like, oh, fair enough. This, like, like this town used to be horseback and buggy. And then they just didn't, there's no civilization. We're driving through, there are stop signs, not stop lights, you know, stop signs. You know what, you know what, I think I know what you're talking about because I've, I've driven to Indiana from uh, from Columbus and it's the exact same thing getting into Indiana. It's like, it, you got to go through a bunch of towns and like, like Amish horse and buggy areas. Yeah, it's literally the worst drive ever. <laughs> But I, I am making that drive for my Kent State Golden Flashes. I will be there. I actually just – I don't know if I'm going to do it because I was just going to drive up and drive back. But uh, I just saw they just sent out a thing, $50. You get brunch and a ticket. Um, the, uh, the the athletic director uh, is having a brunch up there at one of the hotels because this just never happens. Uh, and so I'm considering if I want to do that. I would just have to get up there a little bit earlier than I was planning on it. Uh, but fifty dollars for a ticket and brunch—it's not bad. Yeah, and some of it, and some of it goes to uh, the scholarship fund or some 
cause or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have an alumni rate for the hotel, which I'm probably not doing that because it's like a four-hour drive, and I don't want to spend $170 for one night in Detroit. But um, Ugh. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> that but, was uncalled for. Yeah. So anyway, that is major. And for everyone who doesn't care about Kent State, first of all, why don't you care about Kent State? Yeah, what's but going also, on? We've been we talking will, about it long yeah, enough. Come on. Like, like you, like there should be a little bit of infatuation or something, a little like, bit of respect. Like gotta be you know, you know the vibes. Something like that. Something. You, know, you know, right? You know what we're here for. When you check the ESPN app, you glance at the Kent State score, right? Yeah, come on, yeah, you know you want them uh, to succeed. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but we'll, I don't have nothing else to say about Kent State. I'm very happy. Um, I think it's. Uh, obviously, it's history. It's a really good thing. And it's great when your team program alumni base has been absolute garbage for all of your <laughs> life. Plus more, it's great for them to succeed a little bit. I'm happy for the players. Um, I've, I'm happy, and in particular, for uh, Coach Farrell, who played at Kent State and has coached there for the last forever as a GA and then as a coach. Uh, so he's finally getting some success uh yeah, I think it's a, a great story. But let's get to the real story. Oh. Uh, oh. The, the story that people are, are, list, are, are, are on here <laughs> and have been waiting for us to talk about. <laughs> um, Michigan bullied. And bullied is the right word, but it's, the wrong word. Like, like no, bullying no, doesn't right. feel... It doesn't feel like it's it's harsh enough. Oh, oh okay. I like, see what you mean. Like there needs to be something worse than. Is there a word worse than bullied? I don't know. I I, I'm, I can't really. There's think a word that's that. worse than bullied, but like like we're not gonna say it. We have to censor ourselves. True. It's a four letter word that starts with F. Um, but we're gonna stick with bullied for now. It was Michigan raw though. It was bullied. definitely raw. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, still, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, they bullied Ohio State in every facet of the game, and I'm disgusted. I'm crazy. shocked. Crazy to see. And, and it's like, it's like we talked about it, right? And we we detailed exactly what would have to happen for them to win the game. No big plays, long methodical drives, and that's but exactly neither of us thought they could do it. No, like I definitely didn't. And and before we continue, we're going to talk about this for a while. But I just have to say this out front so I don't forget it. I won't say he earned my respect because you're one in five, but Jim Harbaugh has earned more of my respect this season. He, he because definitely he showed a different, a more aggressive side. He he, he it looked right. like a more complete coach. It look, he looked like what he was supposed to be when he got when he was hired. A hundred percent. And I don't know if that's sustainable. I mean, you look at you look at you know seven years as a coach. This is the outlier. Yeah. So I'm not ready to go all out and be like, oh, like there's a lot of Ohio State fans who are like, doom is gloom. This is over. Like people are you know out here about to pretend like you know Michigan's about to go on a ten year run and all this other kind of stuff. Nah. And I'm not ready to say that. Because I still don't believe in Jim Harbaugh, but for today, and by today I mean Saturday, for today, for this week, and for the next 365 days, he gets to live as the coach who bullied Ohio State. Bullied. And for what he he did this year, 
the changes he made to himself, the changes he made to his staff, the rallying he did for his players. And, and Jay, I talked about this on the instant recap. I don't really believe it was all him. I think this was, this was spurred by two people. I think it was spurred by Aiden. I think it was spurred by Aiden Hutchinson who is the star defensive end, yep. but his dad played at Michigan, and I think he really just got disgusted with the fact that they hadn't won. And I think it was spurred by Mike Hart, who played at Michigan. And I think those two, like, because we had talked about before, I think it was on the show, maybe it wasn't, but people have talked about before, it doesn't feel like Michigan ever fully bought into the rivalry. And I think those two people this season at least brought a level of intensity and and got the rest of the team to buy into this rivalry, unlike anyone else could. Okay. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson sacrificed millions of dollars to come back to Michigan for yeah, the sole reason of beating Ohio State. Yeah, he literally said that Hart, was the, whole, the literal reason he came back, which I which I yeah. liked. Like he definitely wanted to win, and they got got to win. Yeah, and then Mike Hart is a one of the best running backs in Michigan's history. He coined the term "little brother." for Michigan state. And that is someone that's going to come in and really like that. Like everyone says they want a Michigan man and stuff like that, but you know how it is with players. Not everyone really cares about the little things like Harbaugh is a Michigan man, but he never really cared about the rivalry. You know, No, I think Mike Hart did. And I think he was able to leave some of the lead, some of that rallying cry and some of that changes. So I don't know where you want to go with this. There's really a lot to talk about. We need to talk about the game itself. We need to talk about the the future, the whatever, whatever. But like, I gave my initial thoughts. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious to watch, and the reason why I say that is because each time, each time, um, Ohio State got the ball. And I knew as like uh, I probably as a Michigan fan, you probably like it, it was tense every time, especially in that first half. Every time they got the ball, you're like, is it, is it going to be this drive where they just go down and get get a touchdown in two minutes with a big play? And and I think it was one drive that happened where it was a big play and they got a touchdown. Every other time, Ohio State had to had to really drive down the field. Like Michigan would hold them to, it would get them to three and long, but they would get the first down, which was, which was I bet scary each time that happened because you're like, oh, we almost got off the field. <laughs> so I thought it was funny in that aspect because Michigan did exactly, exactly what we said they needed to do to win that game. No big plays and score. Almost every time you get the ball, and they scored almost every time they had the ball. Yeah, and I don't know. The craziest thing about it is, um, I didn't think Michigan could beat Ohio State because they had to run the ball, and that's not even Ooh. so much just a Michigan thing. It's very hard to win a game when you're a run only team. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the look at the the naval teams, right? They'll have, they'll run for three hundred and fifty. Not naval the. Um, because that's a school. The military schools, they'll run for 350 yards against everyone and lose by 30 points. <laughs> like, it's it's just hard yeah. to do that. And then you look at Ohio State, you look at the athletes, you look at how fast they can score, all of that kind of stuff. It's really hard to believe that, like, you're just going to come in here, only run the ball, and still win. And they did it. They did. Like, that is the – And what did I, and I – Also, that, that quarterback – he had one mistake, 
And I thought it was gonna cost him the game. He didn't. He didn't mess up for the rest of that game. He played a beautiful I mean, game because he didn't. He didn't have to, but when he, he had to, right? But when he had to, when he had to, he yeah. did. He didn't. He didn't mess it up. Yeah, and it's just like it's crazy because it's just like the you know the um everything that everything that needed to go right went right for Michigan. And not everything, because there were some things that went okay, but most everything that could go wrong for Ohio State went wrong. I mean, literally, the one shining spot in our secondary, our young corner, Denzel Burke, who's a freshman, he played like a freshman for the first time this season. He got beat twice and then got a pass interference, which I don't think was pass interference, but still, it it mattered. And I mean, it didn't really matter that much because it was... um, no, that I'm, I mixed up my plays, but yeah, he had, he got beat twice, once for a touchdown, um, and and then he and then he got a pass interference, and it's like this dude has played at an All Big Ten level all year, uh, potentially could have been an All American. Maybe he needed a, a couple more interceptions to make that happen. I think he only has one, but he played a perfect year, especially for a young guy, and in the biggest game. He had the worst game of his career. And it's a young career. He's a first-round talent. He's going to come back. He's going to be a three-year guy. He's not staying for a fourth. Um, I hope not. He's going to be the next long line. He's going to be the next in a long line of, of great Ohio State DBs in the NFL. But the one game you needed him to, to play at his best, and he didn't, that is just emblematic of everything that could go wrong. Like, if you go into this game and you're like, there are like three players, four players I know are going to have a good game. He would have been one of them, especially because his good game is cont- is not contingent on anyone else. Like, it's hard to say Travion Henderson is going to have a good game because he needs the offensive line to play well, which right. they did not. Uh, he also needs good play calling, which didn't happen. But a corner doesn't need anything. They're really just by themselves. And, yeah, he didn't play well. So, And they, they ran the ball up of the middle to the edge, it didn't matter. They was going to get seven, eight yards each carry. Yeah, it literally, it didn't matter. And that, that's just like a, as a fan, and I know it's even worse as a player, but as a fan, that's just like a um, a gut-wrenching feeling, knowing that like when the game is on the line and you're still within close, because that's the one thing I'll say, right? Uh, the game ended up being 15 points, but for most of the game, it was close. And it always felt like, Ohio State's one play away, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a credit to Ohio State that they can play the worst game they played all year and still have a chance to like win. Like, it feels I like, think that, yeah, you still got a chance. And they had a legitimate chance. They did. And I think that kind of speaks to, you know, how good Ohio State is and the talent gap and some stuff like that. Because the the game that Michigan played, if they played against anybody else, they would have blew them out by 30. If they played that game against Michigan State, they would have blew them out by 30. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying all of this to say, um, they still do. as a fan, it's like the offense can do it. The offense can do it, but to know that your defense has no chance of stopping it, to no, know that I... it doesn't matter if the offense keeps scoring, it doesn't matter how late the game gets, that if they get the ball back, they're going to score. That is such a gut-wrenching feeling, and I'm watching it, um, and I'm just like – there are no signs that they're going to get a stop. There are no ball. signs that they're going to get a stop Any t- every time they get the ball. And then it's like, okay, okay, you want to be positive. You're like, okay, they're going to get a stop this time. One of those late fourth quarter drives. It's actually 
their second or third last drive in the fourth quarter. I'm like, okay, we're going to get a stop this time. We haven't got to stop all game, but we're going to get a stop this time. The first run was like 15 yards. I said, nope. <laughs> and that was like, that was like the three or four play 80 yard drive, all runs, all big runs, big, explosive runs, runs when they scored. And I'm just like, yeah, it's over. Like, like not, not only did you not stop them, you gave you them, let them, you gave them, you gave up a first down immediately. Immediately. And you gave them, <laughs> yeah. And you gave them freaking uh, a touchdown on three runs. Yeah. Come on. I, it, it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. So, um, Ohio State fans, for, for those who listen, you know, it's probably mainly Ohio State fans that listen to this. I, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes that need to happen. If you all follow me on, uh, on Twitter, you'll have seen I've tweeted at least five or six times today that uh, it's whatever time and there have been no coach firings because I don't think this is something Ohio State needs to wait on. Other teams across the country are firing coordinators, staff members. Indiana fired their offensive coordinator. Like, you know they're not good. You know what the issues are. There may be some coaches where you're like, maybe we're not sure. Like, I've seen people talk about we need a new strength and conditioning coach. I've seen their reasons for it. That's not anything that I had noticed before. So, like, I'm not going to say they need to fire him. Although the reasonings on Twitter actually seem pretty logical. Uh Um, So, like, maybe that's the guy you have to think about if you're going to fire. But, like, the defensive staff, you know what it is. You know what it was against Minnesota. You know what it was against Oregon. You know what it was against Tulsa. Those decisions should have been made weeks ago. And now you you were just waiting for the season to end, and there was even more so after the way the season ended. So what are we waiting 24 hours for? What are we waiting 48 hours for? So Ohio State fans, uh, we have to take this L, right? Um, They've been taking L's. They've been taking L's for years. We can take one. Um, Also, I can't sit here and say the rivalry is better when Michigan wins every once in a while and then cry when Michigan wins because I've I've said that for years – and then they won. I can't be like, oh, no, I changed my mind. So at least that's where I stand. I mean, it hurts, but it happens, right? Um, even Alabama loses to Auburn every once in a while and should have lost to Auburn this weekend. You're not wrong. Um, you are not but, wrong. Yeah. I just or, – it's just I didn't expect – I didn't expect a full full domination on from that offensive line. I, I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> Because that was one thing you kept saying. It was like, our our pass defense is kind of bad, but we can stop the run and we're going to be fine against Michigan. And it, it's like they didn't, they weren't really ready. I don't think defense was ready. Re- offense came, got ready in the second half, but I don't think they were ready to play that game. And that is why the entire defensive staff needs to get fired. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, you can't get bullied like that no. for 60 minutes and leave with any sort of positives. No one played well. No one. No and it's one. like, and, and because it's a Big Ten podcast, I don't want to get too far in the weeds. Like, and some of the Ohio State-specific podcasts I do, like, we're going to talk about, like, very intimate, like, details and stuff like that. But one thing that we talked about in the instant recap is all of the players who played bad were recruiting misses. And we knew that they were recruiting misses before the season started. Like, I actually just tweeted this not that long ago because people were talking about red shirts and stuff like that. At Ohio State, great players leaving three. 
Uh, no, elite players leaving three, great players leaving four. If you're there for your fifth or sixth year, you're not good. We've had some players who in their fifth or sixth year turned out to have a good year and got drafted. But at a school like Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, if you were a fifth or sixth year player, you're not good. That means your spot was taken by a freshman who left in three years. Um, too many fifth and sixth year guys on the defensive line. None of them panned out. Too many fifth and sixth year guys on the linebacker. Two of them who transferred midseason because they got replaced by young guys who are not that good as, as well. No, no depth in the secondary, which we knew because they were recruiting misses. All of our good secondary players are freshmen because we went two, three years without good recruiting in the secondary. And sure, it's good recruiting compared to other people, but it's not good recruiting compared to Ohio State. Right. Um, and so all of those misses over this staff, misses in development, misses in recruiting, misses in all these other areas, they showed. And it's Ohio State. So, like, those things aren't going to show against Akron. They're not going to show against Rutgers. They're not going to show against Maryland. But they showed against Oregon. Mm-hmm. They showed against Michigan. And they would have shown against Georgia, Alabama, whoever else we played. They show in those big games. Um, and, I mean – it's just what happened. It's what happened. I just, like, I just wanted to. I, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't come over because it would have been hilarious to see your face as that was happening. Yeah, don't apologize. I'm glad you didn't come over. I could not have handled company. <laughs> I could. I, I was, I was so stressed. Like oh, literally, like I tried not to be like a crazy fan and like stuff like that sometimes, but. You know, I don't know if this happens with you, but like you know, sometimes like when you're so invested in something that when it's over, you're exhausted. Yeah. After watching that game and then doing the podcast, I was so emotionally exhausted. Like I was so emotionally invested, I was physically exhausted afterwards. Like I literally went and got wings for some comfort food and just laid down. I didn't watch football the rest of the night. Wow. Wow. Like, like I watched, I ha- I think I had a game on when I was recording. And then obviously at the wing spot, because we sat down, there was games on the TV. But when I came back home, I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't watch football the rest of the night. I, I, have, I haven't listened. I haven't like, I'm like a freaking fiend. My fiance um, jokes that, and I say that you know who she is, but they don't. So that's right. why I'm saying my fiance, uh, my fiance like jokes that I'm addicted to sports. All I do is listen to podcasts and read stories and stuff like that. I've 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 only listened to one podcast, and the podcast I listened to was only about Lincoln Riley going to Oklahoma, uh, going to USC. And I haven't read any coaching. I haven't read any stories. The only story I read was about the coaching searches yeah. and like staff hirings and stuff, just because I find that interesting. I have not like I was so emotionally invested. I had to like take a break and like decompress <laughs> and like. Let me. It's like I try not to get. I try not to get like that. But like the biggest games, dude. Like playing Michigan, the national championship, like those types of games, they get me like that. And I just like. No, I I ended up taking a nap after that game. I'm not gonna lie. And like I wasn't even. I wasn't that emotionally invested, but it was such a high intense game that I was like, "Ooh, I need a nap. I'm gonna go ahead and get me some seats real quick." And it's crazy because. I'm looking at it. I thought Michigan ran for over 300 yards. They didn't even they 297. You would have you, you you that's 300, but still yeah. But you would have thought it was worse, really. Yeah, you would have thought it was like 400. Yeah, it was just it was it was such domination, and, and they passed for and 100 it, and it, and it, 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 
ain't bad, but 190 passing yards, so like over 400 yards total. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was just they got the plays when they needed it the most, yeah. and that's what made it feel like the it, worst. It, it, it was nice. What was what was the most impressive thing, and that's why I think you said uh, Jim gets some more uh, respect is because they came out in that second half and in the fourth quarter, cause, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, because every time Ohio State scored, Michigan answered, and that was the biggest yeah, every single time. Every single time, and that was the biggest thing we kept saying about. Uh, Harbaugh is that he'll lose a game in the fourth quarter, even though he not he definitely wasn't supposed to. And this time he he, he did it to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, he just did it earlier. So I was like, ah man, it's gonna they're gonna lose. But as soon as when Ohio State scored, and it was such a long drive. I mean, it was a long one, and Michigan came out three runs touchdown. I was like, oh no, nah, they're they're done. I was like, this game's over. Yeah, I was like, this game is different. Yeah, this game is different. This is different. And I have to give them credit because so a lot of people are saying they threw five times in the second half from the stats that I have. Mm-hmm. They only threw three times because I had the quarterback at. Uh, oh, OK. They may, they probably did throw five times. J.J. McCarthy probably threw a couple of times. Yeah. He, I had, yeah I yes. Had, and that's how they that was the second drive in the uh, second in the second yeah. drive in the fourth quarter. that got an, another touchdown. He threw passes. That threw Ohio State off because they because then yeah. they look they started playing with Ohio. That's what it was. They started playing with Ohio State in that last drive, and it was like, oh, this is a statement win. They 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 really saying yeah. like we bullying you today. <laughs> well, one thing one thing that I always say, especially about Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley, some of the like offensive geniuses, you know, an offense is clicking when they can run a play that sets up another play. Mm-hmm. And Michigan did that yep. with that little. Um, that little like sweep with the motion that came backwards, they ran that for like seven, eight yards. And then the very next play or a couple of plays later, they did it again, but handed the ball off on the reverse and it was a touchdown. Yep. Like, you know, and, uh, and, and when they can build off plays. Cause what's his name? Uh, McCarthy had one throw and he came in and he uh, acted like he was about to throw it, pulled it back and threw the ball. And, uh, yeah. and that was right. That was uh set up two drives ago when he came in and ran the ball. Yeah. He didn't even see the field for like two more drives and he comes in and throws a 31 yard uh, pass. So they was, yeah, it was, like, it was, it was beautifully coached by the, the offensive and the defensive coordinator. A hundred percent. They out coached them in every level mm-hmm. and that doesn't typically happen. Um, Cause Ryan Day is like, and please Buckeye fans, Ryan Day is a good coach. If you are listening to this and you are one of the ones who are questioning if Ryan Day should coach Ohio State, he is a good coach, and there are not enough good co- coaches better than him. No, not I at promise all. you there's not. Look at LSU. LSU doesn't have a job, doesn't have a coach for their job yet. USC, there's no, there's, there's so few good coaches, they had to steal Lincoln Riley because yeah. they couldn't just hire somebody, right? Um, Nick Saban's never leaving. Nope. Dabo, I mean, <laughs> nine and three. Die yeah. Nine and three is a good year for most teams, not for Clemson. Nobody's talking about firing Dabo. Um, he was supposed to leave. Not he was supposed enough. to leave. He, yeah, he should have fired himself, but you know. Um, we're talking about firing Dabo, but nobody who matters in their program is. Right. Um, there are not enough good coaches nationally. 
there are not that many coaches better than Ryan Day. He has some mistakes that he made this year as a coach and as a play caller and as a hiring of his staff that he needs to fix. Yeah. But you can't name a coach who is realistic for Ohio State that's better than him. Not right, right now. now. So he got out coached very badly. Um, and I like the one thing I will say. Woody Hayes, I think it was a Woody Hayes quote, he put it up. And, and a lot of players put it on their story and different stuff like that. And it was like, nothing cleanses your spirit like getting beat up, essentially. Something like that. I'm not saying it exactly right, but it was essentially them just saying like, yeah, okay. We needed that. We Yeah, we needed that. And that's the point that I made. And I think I made it on this show. You need, like, you need to lose sometimes. Like, and we thought it was the, the, in, uh, the Oregon game. We thought it was uh, what it was, but you could see at some points, like sometimes they looked a little, they looked a little shaky. And this was the one game that it, they finally fell off. Like they fell off. Yeah. And it's even worse because it happened to your rival. Yep. Um, and I think this is, and I, I mentioned it, and I, I do, I tweet so much and other podcasts and stuff that I never remember where I mentioned it, but I mentioned before that I was concerned that. Ryan Day would be too happy with the defensive improvement Mm -hmm. and not fire the defensive coaching staff. Well, you can't be happy no more. Nope. Nope. You You can't be happy. You got to make that decision now. And not that we're Alabama. I understand there's some differences, but last time Alabama didn't do good, they fired a bunch of people and won the national championship the next year. Sure did. So not again, I'm not saying we're Alabama. Nobody is Nick Saban. But sometimes you have to have an underwhelming season for you to really look in the mirror and say, okay. Because when when good things happen, despite you not being good, it's easy to forget. Like like, uh, for me, if I get an A on this paper that I procrastinated, it's going to be easy to forget that I shouldn't procrastinate. Yep. I get A's on a lot of my papers. That's why it's easy for me to procrastinate. When you can make good out of bad, it's hard to look in the mirror and so Ohio State fans need that. And again, this is not an Ohio State podcast, so just switching. Michigan fans, If I don't even know if there's – we talked so much about Ohio State. I don't even know if there's any Michigan fans that listen to this. But if there are, Michigan fans had to sit in that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Nobody deserves anything in sports, but it's like, come on. Like, let them have it. Let them talk their shit. We talked it, I mean, forever. For let them have it. And like, if, and then make them earn it yeah. <laughs> next year. Make them earn it. Yeah. We earned ten years of shit talking by beating them for ten years. Make them earn it next year. But for these three hundred sixty-five days, we got to eat it. Yeah, and you know, um, it's just nice to see like, that they didn't they didn't fold over. It, it, they didn't turn into the hardball team we we thought they really were. Yeah, I, was like, I mean, I Jim Harbaugh is gonna get a lifetime extension, bro. <laughs> like. Now he got to win the championship now. Like, we beat him, but all right, let's let's go next week. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. They should blow out Iowa, Mm -hmm. right? They should. I think they will. I'm I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. Michigan should be in the national championship game this year. They could. They are good enough for that, yeah. They're replacing Ohio State, and Ohio State should have been to the national championship game. Michigan's better than Cincinnati, in my opinion. Yeah. If Michigan plays Cincinnati, they should be in. Mm -hmm. The only team 
the only team that is in the hunt for the national championship outside of Georgia that I wouldn't pick Michigan over is maybe Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State is really, really good. Yes. But if they play Notre Dame, I'm picking Michigan. They play Cincinnati, I'm picking Michigan. Um, I don't even know who else is realistically has a shot. So if they play those two, I'm picking them. If they play Oklahoma State, I'm not sure. Because Oklahoma State's really good, and they have a really, really good defense. So that one would be hard. But, like, there's no reason Michigan shouldn't – it shouldn't be Georgia versus Michigan in the national championship game. And I'm not picking Michigan to win that game. But if they showed up like they did here – and they like you know like they I'm gonna give them a chance. Yeah, no, they they, like, like, they have a real they have a real shot at the national championship, and that's why I'm saying like it it's like yeah we beat our rivals we finally got a W but all right let's now let's let's finish the job, and I think that's the different that I was talking about when I say they look different because I think they're gonna come out against Iowa and blow them out by like 28. I think they are because. Iowa's defense is is tired. It's it's it looks tired, and their offense isn't that good anyway. And if you can keep mm-hmm. Ohio State to what was it, twenty seven, you can keep Iowa to six. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the one thing I will say, because I'm not just gonna switch up and say I fully believe in Jim Harbaugh. I don't. The one thing that concerns me though mm-hmm. is he's Jim Harbaugh. And I, I would be concerned that he put so much into this one game that he can't keep it in the other games. Like, Iowa is a little different because the Big Ten Championship game. And in theory, hear me out, in theory, you should care about trying to win a national championship, right? Mm-hmm. But we've even seen it with Ohio State. We've seen it with Oklahoma. We've seen it with these teams. It's easy to beat the teams that you really have hate for. Right mm-hmm. when you have to when you have to prepare for Cincinnati or Oklahoma State or Notre well Notre Dame Michigan has hate for so that one's a little bit different but when you have to care when you have to prepare for these teams it's easy to kind of take it for granted especially when your entire goal this year was beating Ohio State so that's what I want to see but if, from was that the goal maybe I think it might have been their entire goal might be it, at the very least, Big Ten championship because it was like we if we beat Ohio State, we win the national, we, we we win the Big Ten. So I think that might have been their their their. I think their smallest goal was win the Big Ten. Big goal, go for a national championship. I disagree. I disagree with that. I think that their sole goal this year was beating Ohio State, and I think anything else that came with it is an added bonus. Mm. And that's and that's what scares me for this team because it's still Jim Harbaugh coached. And when it's not Ohio State in front of you, because we saw it in Michigan State, when it's not Ohio State in front of you, do they come with the same energy? Do they come with the same game plan? That's what I think. But that's why I saying I think they're different because I think they learned from that Michigan State game. Because they came out with the fury to beat them. They were up big and then lost it in the fourth. And I think they learned from that game. That's why they didn't lose it. They didn't lose to Ohio State because they're like, no. Even if they score, we gotta keep, we gotta keep, um, we gotta keep beating them up. We gotta keep scoring. So I, I think they learned That's, from that. I did. I, I really do. And I see how you feel that way, mm-hmm. but that's that's the, that's the leap I'm not willing to take because it's different when it's your rival. It's different when it's the team who has beat you ten straight years. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to keep that level up when it's your goal 
if you, I, I just don't know because like, I'm not ready to switch up and just say that I believe in Jim Harbaugh that because I, I don't. So I'm not ready to say I believe that they can take that same intensity into the last two or three games of their season. So while I expect them to be in the national championship because they should based on who they're going to have to play, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Iowa. I wouldn't be surprised if they got blew out by Cincinnati. Did you just see that I don't... play? Yeah, I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't trust Jim Harbaugh still. Okay, I mean that's fair. I, I don't blame you for that. But man, but I do. I, I I I do think this is a different team for at least this season. I yeah, maybe. But that's the thing you don't know. But the best part about college football is we're going to get to see. Yep, you literally next like, week. We're going to get to see if this was like, if they're going to have a hangover because they beat Ohio State mm-hmm. and they spent too much time celebrating. And I don't think Iowa is a, I wish they were playing Wisconsin because Wisconsin to me would be a better judgment of this. Yeah. I think there's, I don't, I'm not sure there's a way that Wisconsin loses, that, that Michigan loses to Iowa because Iowa's biggest thing is interception and was, and, 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 uh, Iowa's biggest things are interceptions, and Michigan, and Michigan just won't throw the ball. Yeah, <laughs> Michigan. So it's like Michigan will have no problem running the ball. Mm, yeah, so I don't know if Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Iowa is the biggest marker of if they're ready for what's next because I don't see any way that Iowa wins this game. But that first game in the playoffs, though, that will be a, a test of like, can they do it? Are they? Are they, you know, really about what this season should be about? Um, and we'll see. Um, I'm hoping they. I hope I, they come out and beat Iowa, and I and I hope they do it soundly. I hope they do the exact same thing they did to Ohio State, forty-two to twenty-seven. I hope they beat Iowa because I don't care about any team in the Big Ten West, and I want them all to fire their coaches. <laughs> um, and I and Iowa getting blew out by like Iowa is the same thing, right? Iowa is they have a lot of issues, but their season ended well. Yeah. Nine and three with a champ with a with a chance at the Big Ten West with a oh my gosh. You get you you'll get there, man. You had a long weekend. Nine and three with a Big Ten West Division Championship and a and a chance at the Big Ten Championship right. for the first time since twenty fifteen. It's gonna be very easy for them to accept mediocrity and say this was a good year. Mm-hmm. They and are definitely not, but they're they're going to come out and try to play spoiler. And that's that's fine. But what I'm saying is, Iowa should not have accepted being the number two team in the country, losing three games straight, three. barely skating by, and then needing Minnesota to beat Wisconsin, which has which has only happened like two times in the last twenty years. That rivalry is almost as bad as the Ohio State Michigan one. Yeah, needing them to win a game that they never win for you to get into the championship game. But because they've had that success, it's just like me procrastinating. It's going to be easy for them to ignore all of their flaws. You're, you're not wrong. And that's why I, I hope Michigan that. goes out and beats them by 50. Yeah. So they have to look themselves in the mirror and say, this was not enough. Yeah, I, I do hope it's a blowout. Just for Michigan's confidence, too. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still an Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. Outside of, like, my dislike of the Big Ten West is fueling me wanting Michigan to win. I can't root for Michigan outside of this game. So it's like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, it's a Big Ten podcast, but I can't lie to y'all. I can't sit here and be like, ah, oh, Big Ten over everything. I want Michigan to win the national championship because I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know how annoying it's going to be with Michigan to say we beat y'all and won a national championship? Bro, they won a national I can't, championship. He ain't losing his job. At all, let that one they're go. building a they're building a statue. He's gonna get it. What uh, Mel Tucker's ten year ninety five. He's he's gonna get ten year one hundred five. <laughs> they're just gonna keep upping each other by a million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's but that is it. Before we before we go to commercial though, right? That is another important thing though. What is Jim Harbaugh going to do? First of all, next year. He could lose. He could lose Josh Gaddis, who's his offensive coordinator, who was a really hot young coach until he started struggling a little bit at Michigan. But this season could have been enough for him to get a job. Yep. He might lose Mike McDonald, who is his hot defensive coordinator, who was in the NFL and was on uh, was working for John Harbaugh. Yep. And you know, we talked about it before. One significant change is enough to get you a head coaching job, more than consistency sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you come in, that's what happened with Jeff Hathley in Ohio State. They had a bad defense. He fixed it. They went to the national championship. He's now the coach at BC. Mike McDonald may get a head coaching job. Jim Harbaugh may get a raise off of this season. So what is he going to do next year when he's not this underdog coach? I'm only making four and a half million. Whoa, I sacrificed whoa, everything whoa, for another whoa. season. He's definitely still an underdog coach because at the end of the day, he, he, he only won one game. But it's not. But have you seen Michigan fans on the timeline? No. It doesn't like they've forgotten all seven years. Oof. That's what I'm saying. When he doesn't have that pit in his stomach from not being able to win, when they go out and give him another he contract still, but the, and he's he not still. making four and a half mil, when he loses his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator, that's going to determine who Jim Harbaugh is. Yeah. And maybe none of that happened. I just, you know, I feel like they uh, right now I'm going to let – Jim, I'm gonna let Michigan fans enjoy themselves because it's been it's been rough. It's been it, it's crazy because it hasn't been that rough, but it's been rough. Like they've been winning eleven games, but yeah, it's not always the prettiest eleven. Uh-uh. No, and so, like I'm a big pitcher. I, I you know I don't I don't say that to disparage what they did yeah. just in conversation that's what i'm going to be looking for like we have a couple of podcasts left before the offseason sure. that's what i want to know if michigan if, if they give him an extension and he's no longer this quote-unquote underdog coach making four and a half million who sacrificed everything for one more season if he's no longer you know if he doesn't have his defensive coordinator or his offensive coordinator or both if he doesn't have fifth year senior aiden hutchinson and david ajabo and uh, hassan haskins what does he do next year? Because he does recruiting. Yeah, because like you said, ultimately it was one game. And if he wins this game and gets blown out the next two, he still might lose his job. So, but for so. now, none of that matters. I don't think well, so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If he was at Ohio State, he would. Because people are calling for Ryan Day's head, and he lost once. So, <laughs> they still be. He still beat Ohio State, so <laughs> he's not losing his job this year. 
Yeah. Well, I meant next year. Yeah. Well, well, I said the next two. If he if he gets blown out the next two, and he's one and eight in this rivalry thing. Oh, oh, that's what you mean. Okay. I don't. I don't know how. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he goes out the next two years, gets blown out. He's one and eight in this rivalry. Like they might look at it differently. Um, but yeah. So before we go to the ads, um, this is the biggest game. I think we talked a lot about it. But do you have any? Any other thoughts on the game, Jim Harbaugh, Ohio State? Anything before we kind of switch gears a little bit? Nah, that, that's about all I have for that hilarious game. Like, and just to watch, because to watch my Ohio State uh, fr- friends just despair. To act like it didn't even happen today, to wake up and be like, we didn't have a game yesterday. That was somebody else. Like, yeah, that is, it's hilariously sad sometimes. And also, to the people who are uh, making Flint jokes, y'all weird. Y'all weird. What? Yeah, yeah, they're Ohio State fans making Flint jokes. Like, first of all, Ann Arbor and Flint, nowhere near each other. And it's just weird to even bring that up. Learn how to take an L. Or how to be classy, Ohio. Like we, you don't have to even go that far because it's not like we don't have cities with bad water as well. Like it, we're right next door. <laughs> it's like so. Let's let's relax. Yeah, that's really weird. That's like. So yeah, that actually brings me a good point. That's going to be the last thing that I'm going to talk about. Mm. Ohio State fans, for those that are listening, Michigan. Let them talk their trash. We are one of the worst fan bases in the country. Yep. Just think about the things that we, not me personally, but like we as a fan base have said to Michigan and Michigan fans. Think about what players have done and said, what coaches have done and said. Think about losing this game for 10 years. Think about winning this game three times in 21 years. Let them have it. Like, don't be that fan base that, like, makes fun of them being happy. Like, I've seen too much of that. Oh, you're happy about one win. We've won. Like, no, shut up. Shut up. Like, they blew y'all They won. They They bullied us. Right. Let them be happy. And, and 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 that's the other thing. There was too much talking this year. Honestly, I had a weird feeling about this game when I saw Ohio State players start doing performative stuff, like stepping on jerseys and posting it on social media and that kind of stuff. Mm. That's not the stuff that you need to be doing. You need to be like, go watch film. You know what I mean? Like, so Michigan has dealt with a lot of stuff and let them have this year. And if you want to talk any shit, just say we're going to beat them by 50 next year. Because eventually I'm going to start saying that. And I believe it until it doesn't happen. But as far as like trying to stop them from being happy or stopping them from talking trash or whatever, they've earned it. Their team earned it by bullying us up and down the field. Don't be those stupid fans that try to steal their joy and talk bad about them and stuff like that. Like, not saying you have to like Michigan fans. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, when it comes to this particular. It's not like y'all haven't gotten y'all butt whooped before. Y'all know what a butt whooping look like. Don't, don't. Don't don't get mad. This is like, Michigan. Like y'all taking y'all taking butt whoopings before. Take this one with the same amount of grace. Wasn't that much, but you well, had Ohio enough. State. I was about to say Ohio State fans don't take any get any loss with grace. Like you had a but, you had um, a, you had a lot. You had better grace when you got your butt whooped by um, yeah. Alabama in the national championship game and, and exactly and stuff like, like that. Like y'all, it, 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 I've seen better. I've seen better. 
Yeah, I'm not saying be happy about it, right? But just don't be don't don't be assholes about it. Like like there are literally people judging Michigan's fun. What are you talking don't about? Don't be those if fans. We, like, don't be those like fans. just yeah. I don't need to continue. Y'all know exactly what I'm saying. Don't be those fans. All right. We'll get them in 365 days. I think it's I think someone already posted it. It's November 26, 2022. But until then, we just got to deal with the year of Michigan talking trash. And that is what it is. So that's all I got to say. Dante already said he had nothing else to say about this game. So we're going to go to our ads really quick. Flip the script. Um, talk a little bit about Michigan versus Iowa. But we kind of already talked about that a little bit. Uh, so maybe this podcast won't go super long. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll get into our pit stops and stuff pretty shortly uh, and go from there. So we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70 football podcast. Um, as always, I'm your host, Jordan, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. And we just spent the majority of this podcast talking about Michigan bullying Ohio State because that was the biggest game. Um, that was the most important thing. I, I do want to talk about some other things that mattered. So just some kind of quick hitting things. Uh, Maryland, in the game of like who wants to be bowl eligible, blew out Rutgers. I did not see that coming. The exact same thing right. Michigan did. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, like up a part of it is like, okay, we talked all year about how Mich- how Maryland had an offense and there was a chance that they could always explode, right? Yeah. But, like, we also talked about how, like, it seemed like Rutgers was more mentally tough, right? And that we thought because of that they would win this game. Well, I don't know if Rutgers is more mentally tough or not, but that Maryland offense finally showed up. Yep. Um, and they won 40-16. to 16. So we say in the intro we talk about Rutgers to Ohio State – uh, if we didn't mention, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't mention Maryland getting to a bowl game, which is huge. That's good in there. I don't know if they're still rebuilding. Like, this coach has been there for, like, three years. But that's just a positive way to end the season. Yeah. Um, it's a tough season. They had a tough schedule. They lost some games. But to go out in a, in, a, in a game that you believe you should win because they're in the same boat as you and to get that last spot of bowl eligibility – um, that's that's major. So yeah. shout out and, to and and the one thing for Rutgers I had to say is like at least you're not Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rutgers is still rebuilding, so they would have been happier with six and six. But five and seven is solid. Yeah. You take your your wins and your losses. You take your lessons that you learned, and you just build from it, and you try to come back better next year. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh, uh, Illinois just bullied Northwestern. Yeah, no, that was insane. I don't under like. Are they bowl eligible? Because Il- they, is Illinois bowl eligible? No, I think they won four games, okay. four or five. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because like they're going to, they're probably going to win the Big Ten West, and like next year or the year after, because just what they do. But like, oh my God, Baker Mayfield is so trash. And, he just dropped the ball. Yeah, I don't. He just I, dropped I, it. I don't even know what that was. Who do you blame? It's not Odell's fault. He literally just no, dropped I, the ball. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do there. And you know what? And I'm going to. He do look injured because he hasn't stopped limping one one moment. But that's the. This is what I have to go with. That is like, if you are, if you're that injured. All you're doing at this point is make is being a hindrance to your team. Whoa, yeah, he just let it go. Being a that hindrance had nothing to do with his ankle. He just dropped it. Yeah, he just let it he go. He literally just dropped it. 
Like, you're not helping me. I don't care about this tough guy thing. You're yeah. barely good when you are healthy. Yeah. If you are this injured, sit down. You shouldn't be playing. You're just a hindrance to your team than you are a help. But it's not raining. It, it's it's He just dropped it. Just That's dropped. the second turnover for them, right? Yeah. And that's two. That's and two. Lamar Jackson has played like trash yeah, all game. Picks. And just. Yeah, and just gave the ball away. And they were in field goal range. All you had to do was run three times with Nick Chubb. And if you don't pick the first down, you go into the half tied 6-6, and you're happy about that. Instead, you you do too much. That's bad coaching by uh, Stefanski. It is. That too, because he's supposedly injured, and you put the ball in your quarterback's hands instead of the, you know, one of the top three running backs in the league yep. to get a field goal so you can go in with some positive. And it's not like you're down big. You're only down by three. And you were in field goal range. Yep. You played a, you played a crappy half and go in tied 6-6. Six, six. Mm. You accept that. It's just bad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Northwestern is probably going to win the MAC, uh, the Big Ten West next year or the year after because that's just what they do um ah. but like how how do you not fire the coach after this like i'm just I, i'm not even gonna go on this rant i just i just don't understand the big 10 west like do they went they have one or two wins all season you got blew out by illinois that's the same thing as maryland and Rutgers. two teams who are on the same level but you shouldn't be on the same level because northwestern used to be significantly better yep. than illinois yep and you get 47 to 14. I don't have nothing to say about that. <laughs> Everyone knows I think every team in the Big Ten West should fire their coach. Yeah. And that is proof. You haven't stopped saying that all year. No. Um, so just other things that happened. Michigan, Michigan State beat Penn State. Yep. That was a good game. Did you watch, did you get a chance to watch that I game? I did watch that game, yeah. I don't think I watched all of it because I think that's the game I had on when I was recording the podcast, so I didn't get to pay full attention to it. Yeah. But first of all, Penn State and the all-white uniforms in the snow, Chico. Yeah, yeah that was kind of childish. My eyes was like the first even, second there. <laughs> like, you couldn't even see it. There's literally a picture that somebody posted, and it's like, there's a guy there. But like, barely. Yeah. And it's like he's standing still. Like, it's not even like video. Like, he's literally standing still. And you would low key have to look to see him <laughs> in the snow. Like, yeah, no. Uh, cheat code. <laughs> cheat code. But that was, a, that was a good game, kind of how we expected it to be. Um, Michigan State won 30 to 27. That's the first that's time they beat Penn State in two years. So yeah, so that's a that's a positive way to end the season for them. They end the season ten and two, probably get a New York Six bowl game. Um, they'll be ranked. I mean, they'll probably they'll be, be ranked like ninth by the end of the year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They'll probably finish top ten because obviously teams in the playoff are going to lose and whatever. He just threw another interception, bro. What is Lamar Jackson? Oh God, we didn't. Y'all are used to this by now. We can't help ourselves. We watch games when we record. This, we this is this is this is awful. Like, my goodness, uh, both teams don't want to yeah. win. This is Detroit, Cleveland, no, all over again. <laughs> Man, that's bad. Um, what else happened? Oh, Purdue blew out Indiana, which we expected, but Indiana zero, zero Big Ten wins. Not a not a single one. Did just you, uh, someone tried to 
someone tried to old takes exposed us like dude i get i get it but like we're not famous yeah not at all <laughs> no one's gonna care what we said like they don't and they we don't knew care if we it. had a feeling we were going to be wrong about a lot of things and very wrong about indiana very wrong about purdue because we said purdue was gonna go no wins in the big team because i think i have that oh yeah um I actually just put it up on Twitter because it was easy. Yeah, you had them no wins in the Big Ten going one and eleven. I had them one win going two and ten. Yeah, man, Rutgers, um, Illinois, every single team better than Indiana. Literally, Illinois they went five and seven. Yeah, they went five and seven. That's a good year in your first year. Yeah, five and seven is a good year. Um, no, Four and five in the conference, that's not bad. But, like, oh and nine in the Big Ten. Come on, bro. Two and ten on the year. Just, they lost eight straight, Dante. <laughs> eight straight. Trash. I'm disgusted. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else happened before we before – we, um, Oh, let's talk about the other big game before we get into – um, a little bit, just I, I don't know how much we have to say because we already kind of talked about it just naturally. Yeah. Um, but we did mention this: Minnesota beats Wisconsin, which is major. It really went along the trend of a lot of teams exercising demons this year. Right. Um, I we we said that they could win. We just weren't sure if they would. Um, and shout out to them for getting it done. Um, Braylon Allen, the the running back for. Wisconsin only had 47 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, that's an L. That's an L. Yeah, I've highlighted this before. They won every single game where he had 100 yards rushing. Yeah. He didn't have 100 yards rushing. He didn't have 50. Yeah, that's an L. So, like, shout out to Minnesota. And Minnesota, uh, Mo Mo uh, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, his announced that he's coming back, which kind of was to be expected. But like he had enough work to go to the league. Yeah. But that early injury, he said, "Nah, I'm coming back." So that's major for them. Um, their quarterback's coming back. I'm not sure how major that is. <laughs> I think that they should have told him to leave. I just feel like, like, why do you want a quarterback to be there for six years? You recruited young guys for a reason, and as soon as he announced he was coming back, their one of their younger quarterbacks decided to transfer. Yeah. Like, is he that good? Like, if he's that good that he needs to play for six years, then you're not good at recruiting. Like, I would have told him, like, hey, buddy, you've had, like, four years as a starter. We have some younger guys we need to work in. We appreciate you wanting to come back, but, like, nah. either go to the league or transfer somewhere else. Like, somebody else needs you. Yeah, and I know that's, like, a hard – yeah, like, I'm, I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> and I know that's a hard thing to do and a hard thing to say, but, like, you don't need a six-year quarterback. Nothing like, with the ball after all that. Oh my God. <laughs> like, this this yeah, team so. stinks, man. But I can't talk no better. My team sucks, too. <laughs> yeah, you got blown out by the Bengals. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, I don't know. But kudos to Minnesota for finishing the season strong. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, they lost, like, Four, their top four running backs, and they ended the year eight and four. Shout out to Minnesota for um, backing me up and saying that they're one of the only teams in the West that shouldn't fire their coach yeah. because that is a good coaching job. They lost their top, at least their top three running backs, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, and, but also it's just like disappointing because it's like if you don't lose to freaking Illinois and freaking Bowling Green, you're ten and two. Yeah, 
and you're in and you're in this you're in this game instead of Iowa. Like that's just so unbelievable how close they are to ten and two. And the fact that they genuinely should have been ten and two. Yeah. It's just gonna be fun in a couple of weeks when we re rank these teams and we get to go through our tiers. Sneak sneak peek. If you've been listening to us from the summer, you know that we did tiers going into the season. We're going to do tiers going out of the season and and reflect on all of these teams a little bit more. Um, some of them are going to be very painful, uh, huh. but other ones are going to be fun. And, and when we get to wherever um, Minnesota is, we get to talk about Minnesota. That one's going to be pretty fun. And you know what? I, at least I think so. We, we definitely owe Michigan an apology. I don't owe them an apology. We said they were going to go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, because that's what they've shown. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for them getting it together. Like, but there's nothing that they did before we did that ranking. And we were wrong about Michigan State, too. We were very wrong about them, too. But, like, again, there's nothing that we saw from them that made – like, we didn't know that they got a Heisman contender from the transfer portal. <laughs> like, that's the thing about it. You just don't know. It's like, I'm not going to apologize to them. Fair enough. They just proved us wrong. Yeah. Like, shout out to them. Shout like, out. Yeah. So, he was way off. Like that's like saying you should apologize to Purdue. Like Purdue lost like one like two games last year. I'm not gonna apologize for to, for, to Purdue. They just had a great season. Yeah, good for them. I'm happy for them. Like I don't do this to be right. I let like um these are kids' lives. Like they 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 put in a lot of work to be good. They do. I don't get any joy out of saying anyone's gonna be bad, but I'm also not gonna apologize when you're typically bad and you just weren't this year. Not at all. But I do have a question for you. Okay. Because I think that brings up a good point. Do you remember all the talk about super seniors and how that was going to, like, change stuff this year? Yes. So think about what happened. Minnesota was good. Purdue was good. Um, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. Michigan beats Ohio State. Uh, Washington State beats Washington. North Carolina State beats North Carolina. Um, Minnesota beats Wisconsin. All of these teams – these fourth and fifth year seniors, this extra year, COVID was weird throughout the country, throughout the nation. I uh, like, you know, all of these games, these surprise happenings, like Kentucky beats Florida, I think, for the first time in a while. I think they beat Florida. Just like South Carolina beat Florida, like all of these weird games and all of these teams who were better than they thought. The year is over. Do you think that, do you think that played a part? Do you think some of this is the super senior stuff, or do you think some people just had good coaching jobs? Do you think some of this is the sustainable? Mixture of all those things. It's a mixture of all those things for me. Uh, I don't think the the super seniors played that big of a part. It helped, of course, because it's like um, leadership and stuff. But uh, every school had that opportunity. Every school had. I, that's not true. The good teams, like the really good teams, are never going to have super seniors because all of those guys are going to the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Super seniors benefits the teams with the guys who are not like going to go to the draft and they're better than your young guys. So, like, it's not entirely true that everyone mm-hmm. had the same um, mm-hmm. chance because, like, Ohio State's never going to have a six year senior. Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, like, they're not going to have that because their guys are going to the league in three years. Like the super senior thing very much benefits the the lesser teams than it does the better teams. And then you mean to tell me Denver blows out the, the – okay, bro. All right, man. 
None of this shit makes any sense. <laughs> football. <laughs> football makes no sense. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I but I do think it plays a little. It played a little bit, a little part, but not that much. Not as much as like. It just it it, it I guess it made it a little even playing field, and maybe teams should look into trying to keep more seniors around for stuff like that to happen. Yeah, I think it played honestly. I think it played a huge part in in this season, and I think that's the thing that's going to make this um, hard to replicate for a lot of these teams mm-hmm. because seniors, super seniors, isn't just about um, it isn't just about like leadership, but leadership is really big. Sometimes your best players are seniors, and they leave because they have to. And you have to go through growing plans of playing young guys who may or may not have been ready. And if they're not ready, that's an issue on the coaching staff. Yeah. But the other thing is there's a benefit of when you have good good players who are also older um, playing against other teams who have young players who are inexperienced. And it's like when every team has young players, then talent wins out. But when you have a 24-year-old who's been playing for years – and that can sometimes beat out talent because he has the skill, the technique, the grown man strength, some of that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like when everyone has 18, 19 year olds, the fastest, biggest, strongest one's going to win. But when you have an 18 year old against a 24 year old, and I understand there's more gaps and stuff like that, but I think that this was a bigger um, thing. I think, it was, I think this was huge. And I honestly am really interested to see how these teams fare next year. Oh yeah, no, the, I am excited to see that. Like, because I, I think, I think we won't really know until next year. But I'll say this: if all of these teams are bad again next year, we'll know for sure. Like, we'll look, at, we'll look at it and be like, yeah, no, that was a super senior thing. That was a one year thing. Um, but it's I do fine. Think take advantage of it. Part in it. Take advantage of it. Right. A hundred percent. And one of the reasons I think it plays such a big part of it is like. Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State all have a chance of missing the playoffs in the same year. Yeah. Like, that's like, there's something to that. Like, that's not normal. Like, I do find it hilarious that, missing. like, I know a lot of Ohio State players were happy that Clemson was definitely going to miss the playoffs to end up missing the playoffs. Hey, it's better. It's better. Like, I feel better that we missed because they missed. I mean, yeah, they missed first. They were definitely they were, they're out of it a long time ago. Um, yeah, like I mean, like like misery loves company. <laughs> if we were ten and two, if we were ten and two, and uh, and Oklahoma, Alabama, and Clemson were all twelve and zero, that would feel like shit. I feel a lot better that they're nine and three because they had a worse season than us, and their schedule was easier. Yeah, so, hey. yeah. <laughs> all right, so um. We'll end a little early, like 15 minutes. Um, I don't really have too much more to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into our pit stops. Um, I'm going to go first because I hate your pit stop, and I hate <laughs> that you're disrespecting the sanctity of football That's season. why you should think I should um, – don't you think I should go first? Because mine's going to be quick for real. No. Yeah, you're right. Go first. Yeah, just okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say this. Uh, the Lakers stink. Like they they stink, and and it's not like it's not like it's been it, we we have a good enough sample size for me to be like we we stink, 
we we stink Squidward. Like we we going to triple overtime with with the Kings, man. With the Kings and losing, and losing, and that's with the big three having decent games. If you don't look at the three point shooting percentage, if you don't look at that, like Westbrook had a good game, Bron had a good game, and so did AD, and we still lost in triple overtime. Bron kept throwing up his his effing threes, and he ended up. I think he was like one for twelve. Like, bro, I we stink. And that's all I got. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really have much to say about that because I don't watch basketball, but <laughs> if you say they stink, I believe you. We stink. Um, we, we stink. I crazy. will I will realize how bad they stink when I watch basketball in January or February, whenever I decide to turn it on. Um but man, it's just like it's shocking that getting the 2011 All-Star team back together uh, wasn't a good idea. Yeah, like, who would have thunk it? Who would have thought that not getting, not keeping Alex Caruso, not getting Lonzo Ball or um, the other young guy from the Kings or whoever his name is um, that they were rumored to get, who would have thought that not getting young guys, uh, that getting Russ, who hasn't been good in, like, four years, um, who would have thought that that was a bad idea? The only good thing they did was get Carmelo. I like Carmelo. I mean, yeah, but, he 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 ain't playing no defense for real, for real. He ain't cooked on defense. Well, he was never gonna play defense. But I mean, like, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it it if he get cooked on defense and everybody else getting cooked on defense. Right, but it makes it worse when you. But like, if you get Lonzo or you get the other guy who do play defense, and Melo just your six man, you can handle him not playing defense. But when you build your team around old guys who also don't play defense, then it looks worse. Yeah. But like Melo as your sixth or seventh man is a good pickup for anybody. It's just it looks worse because all of their other pickups were bad. We stink. <laughs> we stink. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say about that. That sucks. I'm glad I'm not a Lakers fan. <laughs> Warriors like, are scary as hell, too. Yeah, they're probably going to win it again, aren't they? This might. This might. This might. This might. People will stop disrespecting stuff. I'm waiting on it. Yeah, it's 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 been good. My favorite player it's in the league. Good. Not going to lie. Favorite player in the league. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, mine's LeBron since D-Wade retired. And I realized why I love Anthony Edwards. <laughs> he plays like Dwayne Wade. Yeah. It's the same it's the same reason I like uh Donovan Mitchell. I think it's his name. Yeah. Spider. Yeah. Is his first name Donovan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They play like Dwayne Wade. That's why they that's why I like them. Um but like Anthony Edwards is that boy is crazy. Um he's nice. He's gonna be something. I've been seeing all his highlights. He's gonna, he's gonna be, be something one day. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so my pit stop is Lincoln Riley to USC. Um, I love every single thing about this because it's just like it's proving that he's the only one with common sense at Oklahoma. And I understand that money talks, but he's the only one that's like, why would I leave? Why would we leave a good thing to a worse thing? He's like, I don't want to coach in the SEC. Why would I leave the job where I'm guaranteed to win the big 12 every year, almost every year I'm guaranteed 
to have a good season. I'm going to make the playoffs almost every year or every other year. And once it becomes a 12-team thing, I'm going to probably make it every single year. I've gotten to dominate one conference forever. I get the best recruits. I do all of this stuff. Why would I leave that for the harder conference? Why would I leave that to go play Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A&M? And Oklahoma did it because of money, but he's like, absolutely not. I don't (laughs) want to coach against Nick Saban. He's like, I like coaching against freaking – my uh, Dave Aranda and Lance Leopold, like I'll, that, that, those are. My, I want to coach against Matt Campbell. I don't want to coach against <laughs> freaking Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Not so what did he do? <laughs> what did he do? He left to USC, Deuces. where he has a chance to do the same exact thing. I understand that Oregon's there, but like hmm, playing Oregon or playing Alabama and Georgia and Texas A and M and LSU and Florida and South Carolina and all of these other teams yeah. and, and having to deal with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and oh, all that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Later. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma, or freaking Los Angeles. Hmm. Mm. Hard decision. <laughs> like, really beat you. Any choice there. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's married, so if he's married, ignore this. But he's an attractive 36-year-old millionaire. Hmm. I think the women in LA look a little bit better. (laughs) If he has a wife, if he has a wife, ignore this. I don't know his life like that. Like, hopefully he's not, you know, cheating on his wife. But like, if he is single, hmm, Hmm. spend my time in LA or spend my time in Norman, Oklahoma. Hmm. Such a hard decision. Coach against Bama or coach against Oregon and Oregon State and Washington and Washington State. Hmm. Hard decision right he there. Is married. And the funniest is he? Yeah. Married, got married in okay, 2007. Oh, he's like 36. 38. He got married at like 21. He's 38. Hey, shout out to him. Yeah. He got married young. Okay. That's like 14 years, right? 2007? He's 38. He got married at 24. Yeah. Hey. Some people shout do. out to him. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to his wife because he was not. Shout out to his wife because he was not a millionaire when he uh, when he got rich. Man, I think about that all the time with LeBron. Like, I mean, like Savannah is beautiful, all this other kind of stuff, cool. But like, could you imagine hitching your wagon to someone at sixteen, and then they end up being like arguably the greatest basketball player ever, a multimillionaire, have all these companies, and like you and the next seventeen generations of your family are rich off of a decision that you made at sixteen? Yeah. Well, and you can't say she knew because how many good basketball players flame out? So many. Like, yes, yeah, she knew LeBron was good, but she didn't know he was going to be this. He could have had two years in the league, got injured, had a million dollars, blew it on cars and chains, and been broke the rest of his life. Yeah. Like, and she made a decision at 16, and now, like, look at her. Like, damn. But, yeah, so shout out to his wife. He wasn't, There was no way he was a millionaire at 24. Now she's in California. Uh, I. I don't know if she has a job or anything like that. I don't know what she does, but whatever she does, I bet you that's a lot better in California than it is in Norman, Oklahoma, too. She ain't got Especially nothing. Especially if she doesn't work. She ain't got nothing. Because if she, if she doesn't work when he's working 20-hour days, you could go to the beach. You could take your kid to the beach and spend his millions. He ain't spending no money. He doesn't have to buy food because that's given to him. He doesn't buy clothes because that's given to him. He don't buy 
anything really like everything's given to him so she's just chilling raising the kids and that is a major sacrifice because being a coach's wife is not easy no and it's a lot better to be a coach's wife in la than it is in norman oklahoma oh man he graduated college and then got married the next year really okay Mm um oh that means they got married while he was a ga he was poor he was broke broke like he was like especially in 2007 he was legitimately poor underneath the poverty line like, he was probably making like ten thousand like he was probably making like ten thousand dollars a year like, i'm not even joking gas don't make no money i don't know how he supported a family off of that but hey come up because 14 years later head coach of usc millionaire love to see it but it's just like yeah i just like and then 18 year old daughter what? Oh, so he had a daughter in, in, in college. Yeah. At 20. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, being an 18-year-old, a lot better in L.A. than it is in Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> this is a win for everybody in the family. Like, come <laughs> on. <now. laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it's just like, and then the funniest thing is some of, in the 2022 class, but especially in the 2023 class, all of Oklahoma's top recruits are from Los Angeles. They're from California. So he's going to go, and they're all just going to, some of them, have, like two or three of them have already decommitted. He's oh. just going to, they're just going to, like one of them literally tweeted, staying home, question mark, with the eye emoji. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, hmm, I like Lincoln Riley. I was going to go to Oklahoma, but now he's in LA where my family can come to every single game. Hmm. hmm. So he's literally just going to flip Every all the good players from the Oklahoma class who are from LA, wide receivers, quarterback, running multiple wide receivers. He, he, there's literally there's literally three players from the same team. He has a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver from the same team. All of them from California. Yeah, I bet you they all end up at USC. <laughs> nice. Because again, hmm, playing football for Lincoln Riley in Norman, Oklahoma, or Lincoln Riley's replacement in Norman, Oklahoma, playing football in LA. With NIL, where your family can come to every single game. Hmm. Hard decision. I just, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, no, I just love everything about it. Cause it's just like, like he, his job would have gotten infinitely harder if he stayed and had to coach in the SEC. And And there's some, they're going to have to be in the SEC and he about to start stealing recruits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's some macho men out there like, oh, oh, Lincoln Riley's scared of the SEC. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> <Okay>. and <laughs> like, I will see you, you in the playoffs. You figured me out. Oh. <laughs> Gosh darn. Some some broke person and, and freaking on Twitter is saying I'm scared of Nick Saban. I am, but I'm rich and I'm living in California. Yep. <laughs> While you're tweeting me from the couch. Eat my shorts. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just yeah i love everything about it um but also this I, I lied this is the last thing i'm gonna say about it the thing i like about it the most is usc did what top programs should always do and what ohio state needs to do with their coordinator hires they said they pulled out their balls and their wallet put them on the table and said my job is better than yours they pulled out their i don't now? care where you work their balls and their wallet okay put them on the table all right 
Because it takes it takes balls to hire a coach away from another program. Right it now. takes balls to co- to go to someone and say, "You're a coach who has won X number of Big Twelve championships, has been to the playoffs X time. Leave your job to come to mine." Like Ohio State needs to take a defensive coordinator from one of these really good programs. It takes balls to go in and say, "Hey." I don't care that you're already a defensive coordinator. I don't care that you're established. My job is better than yours. Mm. And there's only few there's only a couple programs that can do that. And I like that USC did it. I like that they finally stopped hiring bad coaches and they finally stopped doing the oh, he was the offensive coordinator of this coach and he was a USC person. No, they they went out, they put their balls and their money on the table and they said we're going to go get a top 3 coach in America. And that is my, I love that for them because I think he's just good enough to bring them back. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever win a national championship. I'm not saying that, but they're going to be good again. Oh, yeah. They're going to have 9, 10, 11 win seasons. They're going to be in the playoffs. So I love that because that's what other teams need to do. That's what Ohio State needs to do. That's why I'm so frustrated they haven't fired anyone. These top teams, these top defenses, Iowa, well, they failed a little bit, so maybe not them, but we'll include it. Iowa, Iowa State. Oklahoma State, University of Houston, like these schools whose job is not as good as ours, needs they need to go and they need to say, hey, you're in Oklahoma. Come to Columbus. Make more money. Win a national championship. Yeah. So, that's what I got to say. Do you have any, any other thoughts on that or anything before we end the podcast? Nah, but good luck, Oklahoma, in the uh, coming years. Yeah, I'm going to love when they're like six and six. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, hmm, bet you missed the Big 12 now. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. As always, thank you for traveling I-70 with us. Um, If you enjoyed the episode, which I hope you did because you're you're still here. (laughs) If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave a review, a five-star review, and make sure to mention Dante and I. You can find me on Twitter at JordanW330. And Dante, where can they find you? Dante M10216. And that's it, folks. There's only, sadly, only a couple weeks left of college football. But we'll be here through the bowl games. We'll be here through the national championship. And we'll be here through the offseason. Thank you for listening and catch you next week.